now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only colton haynes hello what's up everybody how is that for your introduction today that was it, it boosted my spirits so thank you yeah what is going on you were just saying it's really warm in la today well luckily it's not as warm as it it got the last couple of weeks were wild but um yeah, I'm still like, I just got back from Australia. And so someone asked me earlier, they were like, you're in LA. And I genuinely had this moment where I was like, wait, am I? Because I've been traveling. This has like been a year of travel for me, which I'm not used to, especially after being at home for two years in the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I'm the, the weather is nice right now, but I'm traveling again in two days. So who knows? Well, you know, it's a year of travel because you have a lot going on. But first off, I need to say, you know, congratulations on the Swindler Seduction, October 22nd at 8 p.m. on Lifetime. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so happy that I got to do it. So. I mean, I watched the whole thing, you know, for everyone who, you know, doesn't know, it's about, you know, twin brothers that are basically romantic con artists and, you know, charm women and get them to fall for them and then yeah. basically rob them of lots of money. Mm -hmm. How did this part come to you? This was, so originally we were supposed to film this movie um, while I was filming the Team Wolf movie. And so there was like a couple dates that didn't work out. And so originally I wasn't able to do this movie and I was so bummed. I was like, I, cause I, I read it and I was like, I really want to do this. And so um, they then came back. I was actually like really, really bummed. And so a couple weeks later, I thought it, it, that I wasn't doing it. And then they were like, they're going to move it to a couple months later. And I was like, thank God, that, that, that's amazing. So it came my way. And then I was able to, 
um, um, also be a producer on it. And then I got to um, just do things that being on the other side of things um, is really fun because you get to really see how a lot of the workings happen and um, you get to have a lot of say in things. And uh, it, I'm just so grateful. Like, I hope I get to do more uh, with Lifetime because they just really were a dream to work with and to get to do the, to play these kind of outlandish characters and, you know, play these over the top characters, but try to bring life to them. It was just really, really special. I mean, that's the thing about Lifetime movies. You start to watch a little bit and the next thing you know, you're like, I, I can't turn this off. They're so addicting. Yeah, that's me and my, my best friend, Allie. We were, she was always telling me, she's like, you have to do one of those. And I was like, I have to do one. And I, a couple, I was gonna do a couple where they didn't work out. And then this happened and she's like, we're having a screening. We're having a screening. So um, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So I hope that, I hope it's good. It's good. I mean, and it's based on true events in, in, in part, like that's, that's really scary. Yeah, there's the, I'm not sure. I obviously I can't give uh, truth to exactly who it's based on, but there's been a couple people who've been tweeting me who were involved in the real events. And so I don't want, I don't, you know, I can't be like, oh yeah, thanks for, you know, watching the movie based on your life. Uh, <laughs> so did you learn anything, you know, from this, you know, like, look, we've had like the Tinder swindler on Netflix, like Dirty John was on Bravo. Like, it's just so yeah. shocking to me, you know, like I, even in the beginning of this movie, you know, Swindler Seduction, when he's like, oh, I forgot my wallet. I forgot my keys. I just bought you a car that'll arrive in a few weeks, which, you know, we're never going to see a few weeks from now. I mean, it's just so like, did you learn anything from doing research in this process? It's just so, I mean, obviously knowing what the movie's about and looking on the outside, but I don't know. I'm from New York City. I'm like a jaded person. I'm like, God, how does this just keep happening? I think I, I relate to it on many levels because I am a very trusting person. I think, and I tend to, I am the kind of king of building um, very intense, intense concrete walls um, now because I've been such a trusting person that, um, that I tend to, and also it can, it can happen to a lot of people if you're kind of a yes person, if like, you know, if you feel bad by saying no and you don't have boundaries, something I've been trying to learn, like work on just in my personal life is boundaries. Cause um, yeah, if someone uh, with, you know, when, when he tells Louisa or when he shows her how much he really cares about her, it's almost hard to not accept those gifts. And um, it's also, you think that if you haven't really been in true, like love before you're like, Oh, is this what love's like? This feels great. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, this person just took me for everything. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, uh, I think it happens to a lot of people and, and that's why I think there's so many stories that are being told about these kind of, um, this, these swindler situations because, um, but for this movie, it's really a moment of empowerment as well. Cause like at the end, she really takes the situation that happened to her and she's like, um, I guess I can tease that, uh, they, they, I'm not sure if it's in the trailer, but uh, she has a beautiful gift that um, she had with um, her pregnancy. And, uh, you know, so she she looks at it and has a beautiful experience with it, but also then turns it around and is like, I'm going to help other people. And I think that that was just such a great, um, a great thing in the movie. Yeah, that that was a good like little bow the way it was all wrapped up and no judgment, you know, because this does happen over and over. It's just like as yeah. you're watching, you're like, oh, my gosh, did you do anything in particular? Like, you know, because you are playing twins in this movie. So that must have yeah. been a different challenge. 
that was weird because we uh i loved the 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 i was working with another actor and so um i it kind of hit me the other day i was like wait when i watch the movie it's not going to be with that that actor it's going to be with me playing the other person and so the characters aren't they don't look too different um mitch kind of sometimes has different hair and then has glasses but by keeping the characters very similar i think that that brings the audience more on Luisa's side because they're also like sh like shit is that which who is is that Steve is that Mitch um and I think that that makes it a lot more exciting but for me to do it I would just forget sometimes I'd be like oh yeah I have to be mean this time why am I being nice um and so to keep that kind of straight was uh was interesting and really fun to do um in a very short amount of time because we only shoot these in three weeks so wow. um which is wild which i would after doing a schedule like this doing anything else i can't imagine me liking it because this three-week schedule we we didn't have a lot of time and that created this really fun um environment to like the that the clock was ticking and that i like that so yeah i think i would like that too yeah well, you first came into the public eye, like when you were young as a teenager through modeling in Abercrombie, like was, you know, growing up in Kansas, like was the goal always acting or was that just kind of a byproduct of modeling or did you know you always wanted to get into acting? You know, it, it, um, it wasn't an original, when I was younger, um, I still, still to this day, people don't believe me, but cause they, people still only see me as my characters. So I find myself always having to convince people that that's not me, um, but I was a really, really shy kid. I mean, I, and I had a very, I just wasn't like any of the other kids growing up. And I was from a town of 650 people. I had a very, very high pitched voice and I loved singing and I loved, um, I loved doing all of that. But when it came to acting, I just was too nervous and, and, and I was really shy. And so my brother was just a ham and like the most lovable person. And I was always the kid pouting in pictures and always like, like hiding from cameras. Um, but then um, whenever uh, puberty hit me like a truck, I, I was like, you know, I really think that the fashion industry was so alluring to me because I started falling in love with like the art of like photographers. And, um, you know, I began obsessing over supermodels like Kate Moss and Amy Campbell. And I was obsessed. And so then I was like, I want to do that. Then by conning my way into the, into the industry, by lying, uh, saying I was six feet tall when I was actually five, seven, I got a modeling contract from the biggest agency in New York. And then they flew me out. I had to take my shoes off, which had lifts four inches in, in the back. Uh, and then they said, if you don't book this week, you are flying back home. And then I booked Abercrombie that week. And so, yeah, I've conned my way into this industry. So it was a, definitely, um, a, uh, I got to pull from a little bit of that and put it into the character. So, but acting was eventually what, what I fell in love with and, um, yeah, just be became something that, that, uh, I was luckily able to, to dive into. So. And I did read your book, Miss Memory Lane. So. Yeah. Thank you. Which, uh, they're everywhere. They're all over my house. It's like, I can't listen. Yeah. They should be everywhere. If I wrote a book, it would be all over my house too. I can't even get my friends to read it. I'm like, so, um, what can you like me trying to like force feed it to people? But, uh, thank you for reading it. I really appreciate that. I, I, you know, and I've got some stuff to say about it soon. And I, I get it. I 
ask my friends to listen to even one episode of this podcast, which is five days a week, and they can't even listen to one episode. And I'm like, you can't just download and just listen, like keep it on in the background. So I totally understand. But you can send me 10 TikToks an hour. Right. And want me to watch that. And I just basically told my friends, I'm like, I'm not speaking to you until you read my book. Um, Seriously. I worked my ass off writing this book three and a half years. And it's my soul. Read it. You were very open and honest and forthcoming in this book. I mean, you know, staying on your career just for a second. And I do want to talk about the book. You know, you had so many parts and so many, you know, like of our favorite shows. But, you know, Teen Wolf really was the, you know, breakout role that we all got to know you in. You know, what was that experience like for you other than, you know, the end? And I know, you know, you left over, you know, circumstances. But like, what was that like just when you were working on that show? It was just like, it was lightning in a bottle. I think um, going into it, MTV had never done a scripted show before. Um, everyone, once the news got broke that they were going to be making a reboot of Team Wolf, everyone was like, this is going to, this is going to be, this is going to bomb. Um, and then it, making it was just this experience that I remember like it was yesterday. It was like the most, one of the most special moments of my life. Um, it was a college experience for all of us, but we all, it, I almost feel like it was kind of like the cast of friends, how they are. We bonded more than anyone that I've ever worked with and are now family. And so now getting to do that with the movie and come back is now we're all like, well, I'm 35. I'm in my mid thirties. Um, I'm not a teen anymore. Uh, to, to come back and have that, that lived experience that we all have together was just so funny because we, sometimes we just like, couldn't even get our takes because we were laughing. And I'm like, I have to be serious. Like, I'm not joking. So uh, yeah, it was just such a beautiful experience to, to be a part of the Team Wolf Tumblr era. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I am feeling so good today. It's because of Organifi. I use Organifi every day. Listen, Organifi is an organic superfood blend that offers plant-based nutrition made with high quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed, and that's why I like it because it makes sense to me to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic, free of fillers, and contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. I also love the variety. I use the Organifi green juice, which helps reduce stress. I use the Organifi red juice, which is a superfood punch, which increases energy. And the Organifi, each Organifi blend is so easy to use. You just mix it with water or your favorite beverage while you're on the go and they don't compromise quality for taste. It tastes really good. I also love that. Oh my God, it's so affordable. It's based on a market price that works out to be less than $3 a day. So listen, head over to Organifi.com slash Velvet Rope and use code Velvet Rope at checkout to receive 20% off your entire order. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. Organifi.com slash Velvet Rope. Use Velvet Rope at checkout and get 20% off your entire order. 
The only thing I love as much as Real Housewives is wine. But I have to admit, I don't know anything about wine. Well, let me tell you, with First Leaf, you no longer have to be an expert. You go to tryfirstleaf.com slash velvet rope and you take the quiz. They ask you things like, do you prefer white or red? Do you like your wines oaky or buttery? So you take this awesome online quiz and at the end, they recommend bottles for you. As you drink the bottles, you rate them. You give them a thumbs up or a thumbs thumbs down. And based on your feedback, they hone in on your taste even more. So your personalized selections, which come right to your front door, are tailored to fit your taste buds. First Leaf can recommend wines with 96% accuracy. But the best part, if you're not completely satisfied with a bottle, First Leaf will credit you for another. It truly is wine made simple. Sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash velvet rope. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash velvet rope and get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash velvet rope. Remember the good old days and I'm really dating myself here. I know when you had to like go to your psychiatrist's office and like sit there and wait in the waiting room and it was quiet and you were looking at people around you and you had to wait and you had to walk there and you had to drive there. Mental health and therapy and psychiatry has never been so simple. Now that you're able to access mental health and the comfort of your own device, it's never been so simple to schedule. Talkspace, it's really changed the game. You can send messages to your dedicated therapist and Talkspace platform. You could schedule your sessions. You can help set goals all from your device. You never have to leave your home. And if you're like me and you travel and you're really never in one place for more than a few months, it's great. You don't have to keep changing therapists. They have thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience and over 40 specialties, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food, eating. As a listener of Behind the Velvet Rope, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To get $100 off, that's Talkspace.com slash velvet. As a reality TV and pop culture podcast, we sit here and talk about all the greatest reality TV shows of all time. And we all know one of the greatest ever is The Surreal Life. You guys remember it. And let's face it, The Surreal Life brought us some of the craziest celeb moments in TV history. Well, guess what? The Surreal Life is now back on Monday, October 24th at 9, 8 central. The first celeb reality social experiment is back on VHY. Buckle up because this season is surrealer than ever. Eight unfiltered celebrities, and these guys are really unfiltered from all different walks of fame, are forced to live under one roof away from the spotlight of Hollywood that they're so used to. These big, big personalities step out of their comfort zones and reveal their true inner selves. The celebrities are Dennis Rodman, August Olsina, Tamar Braxton, Frankie Muniz, Manny MUA, Kim Coles, CJ Perry, and wait for it, Stormy Daniels. Oh my God. Can you imagine Stormy Daniels in the same house as Dennis Rodman? Well, you're about to watch that on The Surreal Life. All of them are going to connect and collide in unexpected ways, leaving reality TV fans on the edge of their seat. Things are about to get surreally wild. 
Don't miss the surreal life. New season premieres Monday, October 24th at 9, 8 central on VH1. And that show really was right. Like MTV never made a scripted show and it really was ahead of its time. And right. It kind of started as this like laughable joke of like, what is this Michael J. Fox movie? And then, yeah. you know, you look at like the CW and like supernatural and vampire diaries and just so many things charmed that kind of came at that same yeah. time right after it really was ahead of its time. Gosh, it was so wild. And it, now that it's been over 10 years since we did it, that is crazy to me. It feels like we just finished it. And now there's a whole other generation that basically are the reason why we made this movie because of TikTok. So. Right. It's, I mean, how is the new, I mean, the new movie should be out soon. I think, I think October, they say. Everyone has said, I don't know. I think that's a rumor, but well, I think hopefully we're going to New York comic-con in two days. Uh, so they better tell us because people have been asking me and I'm like, I, there's five different months that I've been told. So I, I saw this latest possible date and I was like, unless that, I don't know if it's official, but who knows, hopefully. Does it ever shock you? Like the fandom of that show, like New York Comic Con is huge. Like I'm sure you, you know, like other cons, like it's still people just still hang on to like those characters and it's just. It is something that is going into things like that and i've been able to be a part of these these shows that have gotten big followings like the fandom shows and um to it's so odd it's still i mean every day it's just people jackson you know calling saying my character name or um uh it's so odd that these characters not odd it's just really special that these characters have had such an impact on people's lives and um that now we get to bring them back with a little reboot so yeah, it's so weird. I can't believe that I'm doing this. Now I'm sitting here in my house, like doing interviews. This is still, I still literally feel like that kid from Kansas who's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm grateful. Like Swindler Seduction, Teen Wolf movie. There's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. You were really open in your book, this memory lane about like why you left and just ultimately, you know, it came down to like, you know, they weren't paying you what you thought you were worth. And I know there were circumstances surrounding that. Like you still hear all these stories, like, you know, like you look at like a Nev Campbell, like with Scream, like she's not going to be in the new Scream because of like contract. And, you know, you look at like it. Yeah. Like she says, you know, basically it's Scream pay me what I'm mm. worth and she's not doing it. I mean, how could you have screen without, you know, Sydney Prescott? I mean, where do you think Hollywood is with these issues now? Like they seem to keep just, you know, you look at like something like a scream, even like an Ellen Pompeo, I just use an example. Like she was very outspoken about like being Grey's Anatomy. Oh. You know, she got what she wanted, but I mean, she's the title character. She should, you know, it just seems like these issues still keep, I'm just curious what your take on it all is. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's really the recurring theme since it, it, it seems to be a lot more focused on women. I mean, it's mostly like you'll hear one story about uh, an actress who's you know not going back, but then it, it becomes more about people talking about how she's a diva or people are being divas instead of what it should be about, which is, no, they, they're the reason this film is successful. And so I think that is something that still needs to change and it's also just um i think with the way things go i think um it it can feel like a very disposable industry um especially as people age and especially as more people are coming up um but i think it, it's important to um 
to make people feel respected and to make to treat people equally. If you aren't going to pay them more, you have to treat them equally, which is something I still can't get anyone to do is to, to pay me the same as everybody else, um, which is all in the book. I, you know, I say one line about Team Wolf, one line about Arrow. Um, and so it's something that I think needs to change. Um, but yeah, it's definitely um, the book. What I, in the book, I really tried my hardest to like, I wanted to really surprise people because it, even though this is my, my job, it's like such a small part of my life. And so I think that that was like kind of a shock to people because they were, uh, um, they were drawn in by a lot of the media that were focusing on those two lines, but then they were like, oh my God, I can't believe that he revealed this, these details, because I, I just, there's so much that I like haven't been able to say. And then I was like, if I have this opportunity to speak from my absolute soul, um, I want to, I want to. I, I want to use my words and actually try to have my story help people. And I've been so, it's been so overwhelmingly uh, positive and so beautiful to experience like when people have read it and they're just like, I don't know. It's just something I hope that, um, you know, I really hope it helps people whenever, hope it finds people whenever um, they really need it. And cause it's helped me, but this book basically saved my life. So. That's what you said. And no, I mean, I, you bared your soul in it. You held yeah. nothing back, you know, right. And I saw one of your recent Instagram posts, that person who basically said like, you know, I had preconceived notions about you, the business, you know, this, that, and I wasn't going to read it. And, you know, the bookstore recommended it. And then I did. And, oh my God, now. That, no that review, because I, the, after the book, it came out four months ago, uh, almost four months ago. And um, I, I had taken a couple months away from like reading things. Cause I just, um, um, yeah, the, the press around the book was, I don't know, I mean, you know, we've all been in this industry forever. I think um, it was a little bit misleading as opposed to what my book was about. Um, and so that was pretty heartbreaking for me. But then once I took a couple months away, I started reading uh, what really matters is, is like real people who were affected by my story. And that like, I saw that review and it like hit me in my heart. I was like crying in my backyard. Um, and then I was like, I have to post this. I didn't say I wanted to keep the person. I didn't post their name or anything, but, um, it meant the absolute world to me. And then, yeah, just getting to go around to book signings and getting to meet people who've read it. has just been the greatest experience of my life because that's the reason why I wrote it. I didn't write it. Um, I wrote it for myself and I also just wrote it for people who have felt either silenced or felt like they haven't had, um, haven't been able to use their voice or see their voice in, in, in what they're, you know, in the media or things like that. So what part of the media, like when you say like the media, it was like a little bit misrepresented, like how so, uh, you know, I, I have a very tricky, very, very tricky, um, uh, relationships, uh, relationship with the media because I, and the problem is, is I, I talk and I, I tend to not be a person that can hold things back. And I think that with, um, in the book, I say two things about, I say one thing about Team Wolf, one thing about Arrow. That's it. And they made every single interview about those two lines in the book. And that those have nothing to do with my book. And so then I always just feel like um, this interview is going to turn into me like, like hating on people in the media. No, I just, I just think that, um, uh, and I really appreciate you for saying that you read the book because I just wish that more people would have whenever they were interviewing me because I know not everyone has time, but I think with such important stories, um, telling, 
talking about someone's story without actually having any of the facts is pretty much um, what happens all the time, not just with me, but with a lot of people. And I think that it's extremely misleading and can be very damaging. But that um, that's when it starts to be when a lot of people in the media ask the same exact question that they saw someone else say. And I'm like, just read, can you read a chapter of the book? Like, can you, I know that you think just by judging me by the cover, I know you have an idea of what you think, not you, but I'm saying, you know, people have an idea, but they're not actually, if you can actually look beyond the cover, I think that's um, really helpful, but a lot of people don't do that. Um, Right. And I think like the media just sensationalizes like certain people's roles. Like, you know what I mean? Like for you, it's Team Wolf and Arrow, even though to be honest, that's not how I think of you just because I mean, I mean, I'm a self-respecting gay man who also read your book for a lot of other reasons, the least of which had to do with Arrow. But I have seen all those interviews that talk about Arrow and Team Let me tell you, I... It like I'm more excited during this uh, the seduction swindler. That's more my speed. Swindler seduction. Yeah, and the swindler seduction has just been like it was it was called something else to begin with, and then uh, it was changed. And um, I love this title a lot more because yeah, it it was. I actually have to go watch the Netflix documentary because I haven't watched it yet. Um, and there were some people who were involved in that who were also involved in this movie. And so I was glad that I didn't watch it before because it didn't give me any like, uh, maybe I would have played things differently. So I still need to watch that. But. Well, it's great, but this movie's great too. No, but I'm much more excited about you being in a Lifetime movie and you know, that's much more in my speed. I know. What do you think people are most shocked at when they read the book? Like you said, like they look at the cover, they think one thing, they hear Arrow. Like, what do you think has shocked people the most from this book, Miss Memory Lane? Um, I think that I'm capable of, um, having human emotion. <laughs> I think that that is something that is very shocking to people. Um, I think, um, which is very interesting to me. Um, but I think, you know, I think people, it's shocking for people to accept people, other people in the media's reality, as opposed to your preconceived notion about that person. And so, um, that was pretty sh- I think that kind of shocked people, but also I, I'm, I am an open book, you know, and I think that um, there are th- even things in here that even whenever I wrote it, um, I mean, I didn't sleep for three years. It was just, I was literally sitting in my office or I was in the car um, crying, making voice notes, then rushing back to, to write it. I was in the desert for a while. And so even my closest uh, friends, there's things in here that they didn't know. And so uh, my family knew a lot. My family knew everything everything about this because I made sure in the process I didn't want to I don't want to tell anyone else's story I want to tell mine and so there are names that are changed uh, but none of the other situations are changed um, but I wanted to be respectful for that but also I just um, yeah I, this is my opportunity to tell my story and my family was like this is your story tell it so yeah that's great well you were so open you know about like mental health and like anxiety that you suffered and like depression. And I mean, you know, where do you think we are in 2022? You know, like, I mean, are people like, do we still have that stigma? You know, I mean, you were very open, not necessarily everyone is, or people really talking about these things now. Like, I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Gosh, my thoughts are always so 
not what everyone else's thoughts are. And they, well, that's they okay. Can, you don't yeah, have they to. Can, they can, yeah, they can get me in trouble a lot of time. I just, I think that um, it almost makes you feel sometimes that like people like to be lied to. I mean, I, I think that, you know, if you are withholding in, in this industry, if you do play the game, uh, you're rewarded. And if you are open and you do tell the truth, um, it almost feels like there's this like underground mob, this like mob who's trying to silence you. Um, and so I think that I, I, I've done the right thing by being so honest about my life. Do I think my career would be a completely different career if I just would have not come out of the closet and just would have played the game and just like not given any of any actual factual information out and just lied to everybody? Yeah, because you see it all the time. If a lot of people who are successful aren't genuine and um, but that's this is the path I've chosen. I, I just, I just really am glad that I'm able to try to help as many people as I can. And um, yeah, my, I, I think that my career will, will change for the better, hopefully by being that way. So everyone who listens to this podcast always tells me I have attitude, but now I also have attitude. That's right. Literally attitude, you know, attitude as in the sheets that are eco-friendly, they're made from a hundred percent bamboo. Everyone who knows me knows that I have a hard time sleeping. I want sheets that are comfortable. I want sheets that are affordable. I don't want to break the bank. And look, it's also, you want to do something good for the environment, right? Attitude sheets are made without toxic chemicals, which means they use 99% less water than cotton. Now you're probably saying to yourself, you want sheets that are comfortable. Oh my God. These are as comfortable as silk sheets. I'm one of those people that always wanted silk sheets. But listen, have you ever looked at the cost of silk sheets? I found that I sleep better at night. And listen, if you think I can do this podcast five days a week without a good night's sleep, this requires a lot of energy. It's not all coffee, guys. So listen, right now you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you visit attitude.com slash velvet rope and enter promo code velvet rope. Remember, that's attitude, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E. Order today for free shipping and 20% off your entire order at attitude.com slash velvet rope and enter promo code velvet rope and you will start sleeping better today. Did you ever regret that? You know, because like you said, like I'm in the business, we all know how it works. And right, there are people that choose a totally different path that just are living a lie and for a lot of different reasons you know whether they're straight or not that is you know there's other lies and you play the game better than others and like do you ever look back like okay you know well with team you know even with arrow like you left before the end or just you coming out like the whole thing is in mental health like the whole thing like are you ever like man i could have had it a different way i'm not saying you should i'm just curious like because you could see someone would maybe i mean it's definitely I, I don't know if I'd be alive if I hadn't come out. Um, that's just, I'm talking for myself personally. Um, I, I, I think everyone's experience is different, but I do it, well, it's in 2022 and we have, um, I think everyone is, when it, is, when it comes to like coming out, um, that facet of it, I think everyone at their own pace should do that. I think it is extremely hard navigating the industry as an out person now LGBTQ plus actor, um, no matter how hard the media loves to try to tell you that, you know, things are different now. They're not. I mean, you have, you have incredible movies at the box office that are, that aren't, that aren't, uh, doing or getting the respect that they deserve. You have 
actors who aren't being paid the same as everybody else, even though they've been a part of projects for 10 years. You have, you have so many things that, um, that get in the way um, when you introduce your personal life in this industry, which shouldn't. But at the same time, that's not just with being gay, but um, I think it's, it's a tricky place if you, um, I think going into things like this, like this industry, I think you have to know um, that it is a game. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm trying, not, me, I'm trying to like not, I'm like, what else am I going to say to get myself in trouble? What else am I going to say? But I just, I, I am very happy that I, I, I get to still be in this. So. Well, I don't think you're going to get yourself in trouble. Like when you say, like, you know, we know people that are living lies. Like I didn't ask you any specific names. You're not mentioning any names. I don't think you're getting yourself into trouble. Well, today. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's very, you know, it is, it is different working with, um, the treatment is a lot different for, uh, straight, uh, for straight actors than it is, um, for gay actors, even just, even when it comes to, um, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting being a nice person on the set and how you're treated as opposed to when you work with someone who's an absolute nightmare. Um, and yeah, the treatment's different. So. Right. Um, and like, to your point, you could say, right, like we have things like, you know, Pose and Ryan Murphy, but then you look at like yeah. blockbuster, like movies, like George Clooney, Brad Pitt, like, right. Like where are the gay, you know, multi hundred million dollar men not, that are opening not, a movie. Right. There's not one. And um, yeah, it's a uh, pretty interesting. I, there's no, there, there are opportunities. I mean, let's just be completely honest. Uh, you know, um, there's, there's no opportunity. And then if you do get an opportunity, if you are someone who played for me, I played straight characters my whole career, then I came out of the closet. And now I, the opportunities aren't there. And so I think that that's something that is very, something needs to change. But also I think we just have to start making our own things and we have to start making our, writing our own things and, and trying to uplift our community as much as we can and not be the people in the community who, um, try to continue to tear it down as well so right like you look at bros like with billy eichner like that's you know loved yeah it was right so like that's right like i mean you just are you make your own stuff yeah billy is so freaking talented and so is like i was so it was so fun to work with billy on on american horror story and um god i just i really really look up to him and i am if he if he sees this, I am saying he's older than me. That's why. Billy, you're old and I look up to you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, gonna like, he's going right. to be like, I hate, I hate you. He's um, going to be like, why? But how was American Horror Story in general? I mean, like the Ryan Murphy universe, like what? Like that's just got to be like a gold standard of a lot of things you've done. That was a dream. It was an absolute dream. I would give a limb to work with Ryan again. Um, I met the most incredible people. I, God, it was just a dream, you know, and it's been, it's been a while since I've, since I've worked with Ryan and I just really got, I would really do anything too. And I almost worked with him on something pretty recently, but it didn't work out, but I, yeah, that was a dream. And people like Ryan Murphy and like Greg Berlanti, um, who do hold a lot of weight in this industry, the fact that they give so much opportunity, so many opportunities to, um, yeah, to uh, the LGBTQ plus community, I think it's just really, really shows their heart and it, it shows the progression that they're trying to, 
and the impact they're trying to have in this industry and have had in this industry. When you're on the plane to New York for New York Comic-Con, you need to watch Dahmer. It's so good. Every, everyone is saying that. I, I mean, um, that would be such a hard character to, to play. And, you know, I- Evan, Evan Peters, Evan, like- He's a dream to work with. One of the most incredible actors I've ever worked with. And um, I can only imagine how hard it was for him because he had to take a step away for, for a while after playing- those types of characters in our season um and yeah now he's it's very intense i don't know if i'll be able to get through it but i i yeah he's incredible i don't watch anything unless it's for work anymore because i don't have the time because i'm too busy reading books like yours but i literally was like i have to watch this and it was just i couldn't I stop i i have a hard time because i this is working in this industry i can't watch movies or tv because i'm if I'm, if a continuity is wrong, if something is like, I'm the worst person to watch a movie with. Cause I ask a thousand questions to people, to people I'm with. They're like, I don't know, ask the freaking showrunner. Uh, and so I just, I, I can't focus on the plot. I'm too in what it would be like to work in it. So I tend to also just read books and, and watch YouTube. So <laughs> that's like always, is there a part of this business? And by the way, I mean, you know, we talk about like, you know, opportunities being taken away by you know being out and like not playing the game or but how great is it you know swindler seduction lifetime i mean they're putting an openly gay man in a role that is clearly which is the way it should be i mean that's why it's called acting right well yeah and you know i i was really really grateful because i i you know i've been doing this for 20 years and i think that um getting an opportunity to do what my job to act um is something that I was really grateful for. And also just to be so supported. And um, yeah, I just really, I would love to, um, I was, I mean, it's not a joke. I literally am like, if I want to be the queen of lifetime, I'm like, bring them, bring them on. Like if, yeah, executives at lifetime, if you're watching this, I, yeah, I'm ready. Send me the script. <laughs> well, you know, I think in my experience from being a fan of Lifetime, it's kind of like a Ryan Murphy. It's like they they like to use the same group of people as great. I mean, it's all more power to them. 100%. Like that. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is like, I know that Luke uh, McFarland is, I guess he's more with Hallmark and I, they might, I'm like, but Luke, if you want to you know, come over to our side, let's do a movie. So how did this book save your life? I mean, I read it, like, I know, you know, about like, you know, your addictions and like when you were hospitalized and just everything and your whole coming out story and like what the industry tried to do. And, but like, how did it save your life? It just, you know, and I know about like your personal like loss and I mean, yeah. just what the, just the process of kind of letting it all out. Yeah, it was so, I got into a part in my life or to a point in my life where I, I lost that like, I find myself still to this day. Um, I miss that kid who was, and I know it's like, you know, not a lot of people um, look down on young, like, you know, teenagers going out and things like that. But my childhood was a lot different than how I live now. You know, I was 14 working in a gay bar called Big Daddy's. I was, you know, stealing IDs and I was doing a lot of things that you shouldn't do. I didn't have an outlet. And so I, I, I felt like an intruder in my own body and in my own life. And then, so 
writing this and get to, getting to tell a story that really is word for word my story. Um, I needed to do that because I was starting to not know who I was anymore. I, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just do the step and repeat and just say what people want me to say. And I guess I'll just fall in line and try not to ruffle any feathers. And then I was like, that's not me. I'm not trying to ruffle feathers. I'm just trying to, um, I'm trying to try to be treated the same as everybody else. And I'm also just trying to um, be a voice for people who feel like they don't have one. And so it saved my life in a way that I got to like, get back to me. Like I, I, I didn't have to just continue to just be this fabricated um, vessel of a human. And so that's why when I found my love for writing again, which I had just given up because I felt like no one actually ever wanted to hear me speak or hear my thoughts. Um, they just wanted to see me with my shirt off or modeling. And so I, I know, I know those, those people didn't read my book, but the people who did actually know um, my heart and my soul. And so that was special for me to not have to continue to play a character 24 seven. So where are you in your journey of like, you know, self-acceptance and, you know, I mean, it's a continual process, right? I know you talk yeah. about like social media as a big part of it, of course. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a daily process. Um, I've been, you know, I've been being in therapy for over a decade um, is something that has been so beneficial. It's also, um, you know, it, when you're, when you're in the public eye, you know, the, you can't sometimes give everything. And I think that that's something that I, that is a bit surprising to people. They're like, Why, how come you say things like that? I'm like, because that's real. Like, I know that this, like, you know, we don't know each other, but I still feel like I'm talking to a real person. I know that, you know, we're here talking about projects, but um, I, I still, and, and now I'm like forgetting the question. I'm like, what? Um, yeah, I just- I like really forgot important. it for a second there too. Yeah, I tend to do this thing where I don't answer the question at all. I just talk for a million, a mile a minute. But um, yeah, this book really was so special for me. Just like at your journey itself is journey and self-acceptance. And yeah, we're having like a real conversation, you know, about that's, I like to do a full 360 chat with someone, even though we're here for Lifetime and this amazing movie. Yeah. Did this, like, you know, like I said, I started by saying I'm a jaded New Yorker. And like, I mean, did this make you like more non-trusting in the dating world? I mean, you know, this, these, these characters. I, I don't, dating is not, um, I don't know if I'll ever date again. I, I genuinely, um, I think I'm better alone. And I, and I tell people, I had a whole knockdown drag out with a, with a close friend the other day. They were like, you're not saying that you're going to find someone you're going to fall in love. And I was like, I, you're codependent. I'm not codependent. Um, I like being alone and I don't require another person. And then they were like, you're being defensive. I was like, I'm not being defensive. I've, I've had relationships before. I'm not the best version of myself in a relationship. And I don't, I'm not looking for one. And my friend could not understand the idea of someone being alone. And I was like, oh, because you've never been alone and you you, you're insane. You, you go crazy when you are alone. That's not me. And so I'm happier than I've ever been. 
I don't have to smell morning breath. I don't have to meet friends I don't want to meet. I don't have to talk to family members I don't want to talk to. Uh, and that sounds great. I'm like, oh gosh, yeah. So I am, um, for as long as I uh, can for, foresee, single and just, God, so happy about it. <laughs> so happy about it. <laughs> You have no idea. I agree with every single thing you just said, 100%. People literally think it's like a defense mechanism. No, It's none no. of that. You're like, I just, I'm not the best version of myself in a relationship either. Like I truly, truly, I promise you, I don't need to convince you. I am choosing this. I promise yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I've gotten to the point where I just, I'm so tired of trying to convince people that it's not, it's that it's a defense mechanism that I'm, I just straight up, I'm like, I'm not a code of, you're, you know, I get a bit like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not saying this. Um, I'm in therapy or not. Um, so yeah, it's just, um, dating is not, not my, not my speed at all. <laughs> and you, and Alyssa, I get it. And you truly just think like you might never date again. It's not, it, if that never happens again, I think it would be a beautiful life. Yeah. I get it. I get it. No, I, no drama. No, um, I, look, I, I'm not hit. It works for people. People love it when you know how to do it and you've, you've got a good thing going and you trust someone go you like, I'm all about it. Um, but I, I don't, I just don't require it. Um, and I'm happier. So. Right. And go you when it's like the right person and you're being treated right. Like not like the swindler seduction or any of these other things, because you look at people like, look, I don't know everything, right? You don't know everything. But when you, it's clear that so many relationships you look at, you're like, man, I wouldn't put up with 99.9% of that. How is that better? So I totally get it. Right. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. The, 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 unfortunately, I think there's a lot more people who might be like the, the, the swindlers, like, uh, my characters in swindler seduction than, than not. Um, especially with the way the world's going right now. So yeah. I'm, I take a pass. <laughs> I'm going to take a pass. Is yeah. there any part of this business that you haven't done? You know, modeling, you wrote a book, now you're in the lifetime family. You've done all these work. Like, is there anything that you kind of is still on the top of your list that you want to try in the entertainment gosh. business? Oh my gosh. What could there be? I, I'm doing something now that has to do with writing that is like, like the hardest, I mean, harder than writing the book. Um, such as how that's possible, but go on it, it, yeah, just doing like development. And, um, I was so I, during the pandemic, during the first year of the pandemic, I, I got to, I sold a show with Alana Glazer and Elliot, um, and Elliot, her brother, Elliot Glazer, and we sold it to Peacock. Um, it didn't end up getting made, but the process of selling shows and now I'm writing, it's just like part of the time I'm like, why did I do this? But it's more fulfilling for me to do this because I'm getting to, um, it's just so fun to like create things. So there's that, but I think also like, I, I just, I love Judd Apatow. Like I'm, I love comedy and I got to do one with, uh, Paul Downs and Lucia and yellow who, who, who did hacks. Um, and I, that movie, uh, for rough night. And that was the most incredible experience to be on a comedy set and to get to play around with people who are just iconic comedians and that so yeah working for doing a Judd Apatow film um I don't know trying to finish school which is a nightmare when you're doing that while working um 
I don't know. Why do I, I'm never going to sleep again. It's yeah. That's why you drink Red Bull. Like we were talking about before we went on the air. I just, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. I, I need to sleep, but I don't like sleeping. So <laughs> two final questions as we wrap up, do you have any, like, what are your, like you said, like you don't watch a lot of TV or movies. Like what are your guilty pleasures? Like, are you into like all the reality TV? Did you ever go down that? Like how, no, you're saying no. I can't. I, that is something because it's not reality. It's scripted. And so I'm like, like, look, I, and I have friends who, who are in uh, a couple friends who are in those big kind of shows. And I, I can't even go to a comedy show because if someone's bombing, it, I feel like I'm bombing. If I'm watching a reality show, it makes me so uncomfortable. I wish I could be a person. I'm all, I love that everyone loves reality shows because they are like juicy. I, 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 I get uncomfortable. I just can't watch them. I do. I love, you know, I love, um, um, I haven't watched all of them, but like, I'll, I'll love watching like drag race or things like that. But I think, um, my guilty pleasures are like, which th- this group should at this point have a restraining order against me, Blackpink. I, I, I love watching K-pop on YouTube. Um, and I love, I just love watching like eight minute videos of like HGTV on YouTube. Cause then it can keep my attention span. Cause I clearly have none. Um, and, uh, yeah, so my guilty pleasures are that. And also like, I don't know, gardening and, um, just redoing the rooms in my house and thinking I know what I'm doing and I don't. And so one day there'll be a hole in the wall cause I'm doing renovations. And then I realized that hole's been there for three months. Um, so yeah, this, that's, those are my guilty pleasures. <laughs> those are, those are all fun and like, you know, hopefully some sleep soon. And then as we wrap up, you know, what about, you know, would you ever write, you know, you call this a memoir, but like you said, you're 35, there's so much more of your life, you know, you'll be living like, you know, can you see yourself writing like the next chapter of your, you know, of just another book at some point? <clears throat> oh my God. I could have written, well, with the pages that I turned in for the book, there could have been three. Um, but I, I tend to be like a lawsuit magnet. Um, the amount of times that people have tried to silence me um, is pretty crazy uh, to think about. So I, I had to cut a lot of it out because I don't need another lawsuit. Um, but uh, yeah, there. this book could have been a lot different. I'm happy the way it turned out because um, yeah, I got to focus more on myself than other people. And that was really great. Uh, who knows in the future, it, I'm gonna need some help uh with uh i'm gonna need some help doing the next one because this was so difficult but it is the best thing that i've ever done and probably will ever do i've never been more proud of something ever than i am my book i it is it couldn't be better than i that i had imagined um so yeah maybe down the line i know rob lowe did too um i don't know who knows who knows where i'm gonna be and who knows if i'm even gonna be doing all this in, in that amount of time. But at some point, um, yeah, I, who knows? I'm always open to, to writing things and I'm working on a different part of this now. So. Well, it was great. You know, like I said, I did not read it for Arrow or Teen Wolf. So I loved it. I read every page, you. And, you know, it's it, a lot of it resonated with me. Everyone needs to watch, and you need to get your hands on a copy of before October 22nd at 8 p.m., The Swindler Seduction. It's I'm praying there's a link in my email because I, so I've been bringing it up and I feel so bad for uh, our amazing lifetime publicist. She's going to be like, he's bullying me. 
and I have to send him the link. You're going to be like, David watched it. Why the hell? I mean, you know, but it was <laughs> literally phenomenal. So, you know, Thank congratulations you. on that. Congratulations on being in the Lifetime family. And you'll definitely have to come back, keep in touch. This was great. I really appreciate your time. Hopefully we'll be talking about the next Lifetime movie. So we'll see. I hope so. Knock on wood. All right. Thank you. Right. Just find someone and knock on it. Thank you yeah. so much. This was great for real. Thank you too. Have a good rest of the day. You too. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.